Welcome back to 5 Movie Madness, where the first rule of Brad Pitt movies is, you always talk about Brad Pitt movies. I'm Joe, and joining me, I have Corey. You just say bingo. And Matt. There are rich teams, there are poor teams, and there's 50 feet of crap, then there's us. (laughs) Stingingly accurate, but excellent choice. (laughs) Thank you. I should tell you guys something about a video game I was playing off air. That just reminded me. Anyway. All right. (laughs) So yeah, those are Brad Pitt quotes, and we're talking about Brad Pitt movies. William Bradley Pitt. Mr. Pitt. Um, Yeah. But before we do that, in lieu of our Bennett sending us what he's been watching segment, we have an old... uh, Because we're so far behind, I have emails from Bennett about... Old episodes we've done. This is 80s action movies. He included his top five. So we're going to talk about it briefly. Nice. Yeah. Did he just list five movies or do you have, does he have like an explanation for each one? No, he just lists, he lists five movies and two bubbles. Okay. So okay. he's he's sticking to format. All right. What do you want? Do you want to do the list or the bubbles first? Bubbles first. Bubbles first. All right. His, his first bubble is Howard the Duck. Noted. <laughs> Did not even cross my mind nope. for it. He's not wrong? I mean, it's an 80s action it's movie. It's his list, so I mean, yeah. uh, technically that's not even his list yet. No. And his other bubble is Flash Gordon. Okay. If I had to pick from the two, I'm picking Flash. Yeah. I think that's a safe assumption. I don't like All right, so would you, I don't know if these are in order. I assume they're in order. So do you want me to go five to one, I guess? Sure. All right, number five, I've never seen. It's Young Guns. Oh, that's a good movie. Emilio Estevez. Oh, okay. It's a western, right? That's the yeah. western. Yeah, it's like a '80s style western. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Sure, I've seen Back to the Future too. <laughs> Part three. All the women are wearing those three. weird one-sleeve <laughs> shirt things. I think that was '90s Back to the Future three, right? Wasn't that early? 90s? Yeah, I think so. It's like you remember that Magnificent Seven remake with like um, Chris Pratt. Yeah, and like everyone else, yes. That was like Young Guns. It was like the Cool actors of the day in a western. That's that was cool. Right. Yeah, that was like it was an all-star cast. Yeah, like I think um, Val Kilmer was in that one. Possibly. I kind of want to look this up. The now. guy from La Bamba. What was his name? Uh oh god, what this is Blue, his name? Diamond, Blue Diamond Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. He's not in like any movies anymore, which is sad. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland's in it. Charlie Sheen's in it. Charlie Sheen's in it. Charlie Sheen's in it. Yeah. Huh. Terrence Stamp, Terry O'Quinn. Emilio Estevez is Billy the Kid. Cool. Cool. Bennett's number four is Die Hard. Okay. Heard of that one. Of course. Yeah. That's a a good choice. First one I agree with. Okay. Uh, Number three is Predator. Now we're talking. (laughs) Number two is Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Mm Mm-hmm. Just the first one. Okay. That's fair. I didn't think of that one, but that's that's a good movie. And number one is Batman 1989. I was surprised okay. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I mean... It's just a little slower for me. I, I feel like action movies should move faster, but... I did 200 episodes of comic book movies as of in a previous life, and uh, yet if I can steer away from it when I can, I'm, I'm going to. <laughs> Ready to talk about other things. Batman 89 fair is enough. fantastic, though. I'm still totally fine with steering into comic book movies. Okay. I don't mind one bit. Yeah. So thanks for that, Bennett. I'm sorry it took weeks for us to get back to you. (laughs) But yeah, if you want to send us a top five list for a topic we've done either previously, like maybe the one you just listened to, or really any episode, we'll read it whenever because time is meaningless. (laughs) So you can send that to 5moviemadness at gmail.com. That's with the number five. Number five. Anything else you guys going to talk about before we get into Brad Pitt movies? How was, how'd you find the list? The list was fine. I do want to share one thing. Please. I went to the movie theater last night. First, oh, how'd that go for you? First time in over a year. Weird. What? Very weird. How is it? Like. Well, you walk in. There's nobody at the box office. You have to buy it your ticket through like a, an iPad kiosk. 
you choose your seat and they're doing like no more it looks like than four in a like uh in a, a row not four like one two three four consecutively but like four seats in a row so if there's two people on one end two people on the other end that's it for the row so they're oh, that's weird i yeah hmm. i guess i don't know I, that that's the rules they, they abide yeah. by but no one's there to rip your ticket so i could have walked in and sat anywhere so again this is the first move i saw in over yeah, that's here interesting yeah, I didn't. I didn't have to pay, but I, I, I did. <laughs> anyway, so it's the first movie I saw in over a year. I saw Spiral from the Book of Saw. Like, the, oh the yeah, saw. how was it? It was pretty good. You know, it's a Saw movie. Okay. It's like yeah, better than the average Saw movie, I would say. But like, and that's I got like that was out. Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson. Oh, yeah. yeah, Sam Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's right. It, oh, because the detectives chasing him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. their father son. Chris Rock's yeah, yeah. the main guy. Samuel Jackson's in it, not as much, but um. Another thing that was weird, so I think we all sneak snacks into the movie theater, right? That's like how yeah, many snacks did you thing, sneak in this time? Thing we do. Well, I did. My friend bought two Tall Boys, right? Okay. So we go to like sneak it in. He hands me mine, and I'm wearing gym shorts and a t-shirt. I got nowhere to like hide this thing, and he and he's got nowhere to hide it either. So I'm like, oh, whatever. We'll drink in the parking lot after. He's like, all right, fine. So I'll just tuck it in my waistband. We go, we go in and sit down, and there was no one to rip the tickets, and it's kind of like a ghost town. So I said, give me your keys. <laughs> so I, you ran out and grabbed them. What? I gra- double fisted, walked right in. No one said a damn word. No, of course not. <laughs> he waved at the security not. camera with the with the tall boys. Cheers, the Jeez. cheers them. Yeah. I mean. At the same time, like, yeah, do they clearly want you to spend your money at their... Yeah. That theater like, sells beer anyway. Stand? Sure. It does, yeah. yeah. Did they have people selling concessions? They did have uh, people behind the counter at concessions, but nobody uh-huh. behind the counter at the box office. Anyway, I felt safe, secure. The movie was okay. It was good getting back into, like, the going to the movies again. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to re-up my A-list until... There's stuff out that's good, like I regularly want to see. Yeah, I yeah. think this is the start, though. This is like a theater exclusive only. It's projected to do like anywhere from twelve to seventeen million opening weekend, and on a twenty million budget, which is like kind of big. And the CDC made some announcements this week, so hopefully this is the start of getting back to normal. But it's very good getting back to the movies again. Yeah, I've been back and forth with all the guys that I work with at the bar based on well, what you just alluded to with the CDC guidelines uh-huh. changing. Because it's going to be, I'm going to warn you right now, it's going to be a wild, wacky weekend for me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm going to be dead honest with you. Wait, what do you, what do you, what's happening this weekend? So, well, because of the new. I can take this out if you, if you want me to. No, no, it's fine. The new rule said that you don't have to wear a mask if you're duly vaccinated, right? Well. But New York Brewers Association and the SLA still say that you still do. Yeah, so, so it's going to be a lot have of people coming in. Yeah, I'm going to have a lot of people coming in or coming up to me. Okay, I got like, you. I don't need to anymore. I'm be like, yeah, bro, you do, because the SLA can still shut me down if you don't. Yeah, and I don't think our governor's rule, too, because CD said you still have to follow local state guidelines. Local and state, yeah. 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 So, and I, I haven't heard a word from Cuomo regarding this. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think things are still going to be how they have been. Some people are going to try to take advantage of the no mask thing. Yeah, yeah of course. But uh, we shall see. I imagine you guys are going to hang a sign on the door like, you still have to wear a mask. Man, I, I got the door guys that'll take care of it for me. Yeah. Oh, that's issue, true. Yeah. You know, but, like, I'm still, like, one of my jobs there on top of, you know, being a great beer tender is also supporting the door guys. Sure. Like, people try to take advantage and are jerks to door guys all the time. I got to be the one that steps up and be like, yeah, you'd be a dick to my door guy. I want to be a dick to you and not give you a beer. Like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> Welcome to Karma 101. It's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a, a, a lot of confrontation. Probably. Well, I hope not for your sake. Thanks, bud. Appreciate. And you. if when you're hearing this eight weeks in the future, <laughs> I'm hoping Corey's fine. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. We're dropping a lot of Long Island towns early on. I like it. Yeah, we are. Leave it all in. <laughs> I, I'm not. Why not? I'm definitely not. People can know we're from Long Island, Jeff. No, they can't. <laughs> They'll we live in Radio them. Town. Yes. Long Island pride, bro. Let's go Islanders. We're all Islanders. <clears throat> Weird that I'm waiting Islanders for the Islanders like. coming up now. What's up? It's official. It's officially Islanders rooting season for me. Yeah. Nobody else in the playoffs. I've just nobody else in the playoffs. I feel like rooting for, and I got to root for somebody in the in the Cup playoffs. I'm rooting for Edmonton hard because of Connor really? McDavid. 
is the most amazing thing I've ever seen on skates. <laughs> well, is that like the first game back? That what he whatever he did the first game back because he did some wild shit his first game back. He scored a hundred and four points in fifty two games. <laughs> That's fucking insanity. By comparison, the Islanders' leading point getter was Matt Barzell with forty five. That was a very good year. <laughs> so. Anyway, it's not a hockey podcast, unfortunately. Not yet. <laughs> not this week. <laughs> One time it will be. But yeah, it is a Brad Pitt movie podcast, so we should probably start doing that. How the show works is we all go our separate ways and make a top five Brad Pitt movie list. Not always Brad Pitt, just this time. <laughs> <laughs> Every week. Every week. Just just because. Just to update the old Brad Pitt list. <laughs> I don't know why the way that you said that just was just got me. It's the oh, fact I'm, that he, I'm happy it did. The fact that you corrected yourself, you just could have let it go. It would have been yeah, no, no. <laughs> I strive for perfection. All right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so how this works is we go around the circle. We do our number five through one movies. So five, then four, and then three, and then two, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If someone has a movie higher on their list than the one you just, I mean, the movie you just said higher on their list than yours, they will tell you to table it. That's how that works. We each have two bubble, up uh, some number of bubble movies, which are basically honorable mentions that we talk about at the end. And then after we do all of our individual top fives, we combine them. But that's more information for later, when it becomes madness. Hmm. So let's kick things off with Corey's number five Brad Pitt movie. My number five Brad Pitt movie is number is the number seven. That's a little bit of a table. Okay. Matt, your number five Brad Pitt movie. My number five Brad Pitt movie is True Romance. I've not seen it. Okay, True Romance is a early 90s crime action movie with uh, Christian Slater and uh, I think Rosanna Arquette or Patricia Arquette. They're the two leads. Brad Pitt's role in this, he is a pothead named Floyd. And he sits on the couch in a little in a, in a an apartment or like a little shack, and people enter said shack and ask Floyd questions, and he's stoned out of his mind. And there's a lot of, like the mob is after our heroes, and they ask Floyd where they are, and Floyd is like laughing along, <laughs> and then they pull a gun on him, then he kind of gets serious. It, it, it this if you don't want to see the movie, it's a very good movie, by the way. Just YouTube, True Romance, Floyd. And just enjoy the 10 minute of screen time that Brad Pitt actually gets. My next question was going to be, how much is he actually on screen for? Roughly 10 minutes. Okay. The the, the cast on this is incredible, yeah. though. Gary Oldman, Christopher Walken, Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Gary Oldman plays a pimp. Like an actual Val pimp. Kilmer. Yep. Michael Rappaport. This the cast is incredible. It's a very good movie. I have to go back and watch this. Well, this is not this is a blind spot for me. I've not seen this one either. But yeah, this, I didn't even think of it. This is a uh, like twelve years old Saturday night, like at midnight. You're you're home. You turn on Encore, and this movie comes on, and you're, you're in it till like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a choice. Apparently, Quentin Tarantino wrote it. Yeah, he sold it. He sold it to finance a film. I don't know which one. Might have been Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is around that time. Might have been. 93. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. I didn't think any of you guys would have seen it. That's fair. Yeah. You guessed right. Mm-hmm. That's true romance. That's true romance. Joe, what's your number five? My number five is Fight Club. Slight table. Okay. Trading blows here. I like it. <laughs> I like it. See where, I see what we're doing. Yeah. Corey, you're number four, then. <laughs> is the Fight Club. Hmm. <laughs> So it's it's like the slightest of tables to my number four. True. I guess I really shouldn't have even tabled it. I would have been like, eh, we can talk about yeah, it now I mean, my number four. For the record, it's been tabled. Yeah. Yeah, that's my number four. Okay. Good choice. Um, pro- I, I would go out on a limb and venture that this was the first Brad Pitt movie I ever watched. Wow. It might have been the first one I watched as what well. What year did they come out? 90, no, 99. Huh, Okay. And I just don't. I seven came out earlier, but I just don't think I had seen seven yet. I think I had seen seven later on in life. Um, but Fight Club was 
right at that moment in time where I was starting to watch movies like this. And I mean, he's phenomenal in it. And it's, it's weird. Cause you go back and you talk about fight club. I think that nine people out of 10 will probably say, we'll talk about Edward Norton when they talk about fight club. I don't know, man. Tyler Durden. That's right? Like 50, that's, 50, that's, 50, that's like a takeaway. Yeah. He's the iconic character. Yeah, I don't even know movie. Ed Norton's name in it. But I know Tyler Durden. <laughs> it's because he doesn't well, have one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Is that he like, is, is Tyler that, Durden. Is that like speaking. the point? Like, he's he's the narrator. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. He's yeah. the narrator, and he's also Tyler Durden. Like that's that's who he it's who he is. Spoilers for Flight Club, by yeah. the way. <laughs> if you I'm haven't sorry, seen Flight I'm... Club, we're sorry. <laughs> it's going on thirty years old. No, like. I know. It's it's it was. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 95, 05. I don't know how it was for you guys, but like in high school, this was the movie that people were into. Definitely. Everyone left yeah. Fight Club. Definitely. A little overhyped for me when I like sat that. Like I remember seeing it again on cable, and then like everybody loved it in high school, and I came back and watched it again. And I'm sorry, like I, there's one girl that was furious at me because I didn't like Fight Club as much as everybody else, and it was like, calm the hell down. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot easy. of... Yeah, you're not a, obligated there, to love Fight Club. No, not at all. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of... a lot. There was definitely a lot of that when we were <laughs> considering yeah. our age. But, you know, the first rule of Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. Like, there, there's a lot of quotable moments in this movie. That's been used so many times in so many things. And so, it yeah. is, again, as far as, like, things that are referenced in other media, it's got to be up there in one of the most referenced thing out there. Definitely. Definitely. I re- I rewatched it for this because I wanted to see it again as an adult and see if it's still I've still felt the same way about it. Mm-hmm. I think I have a better appreciation for it now. It's one of those movies where like if I'm talking with other people who I know have seen it, you can talk about this movie for like an hour mm-hmm. just oh, knowing yeah. plot details and then like seeing how they fit into the movie if if it if it's like properly foreshadowed or if there's some parts of it that don't make sense. It's a whole it's a whole thing. <laughs> There's a number of things about the like I remember going back and watching it again the second time around shortly after I watched it the first time and enjo- like thoroughly enjoying being able to pick up on those cues that I missed. Yeah, it's like, right? like it's like the sixth mm-hmm. sense in that way. Exactly, the sixth sense in that way. Yeah. And it's, I think that this was one of the first movies I had done that to. Mm-hmm. Which I guess again is why it's got a little bit of staying power for me. I rewatched it for this week too because, I, I for the same reason I was like I should probably combat this with like thirty something year old eyes and see if it's still that or if it's still just like early teenage Corey thinking that he's cool and yeah. like artsy, right? Like yeah, I like it now, but for different reasons than I did as a teenager. I think so. Yeah, I think like that, more like, mature reasons. Yeah, I I like the the it it shines a surprisingly tender light on mental illness it does yeah which like you don't think of when you think of fight club you're not thinking of like having a serious conversation about mental illness but it really does like from top to bottom you see it all throughout this movie. like if he'd just been able to sleep he wouldn't have driven himself mentally ill <laughs> yeah but like even a lot of the other people in the fight club are Examples of other mental illnesses. It's yeah. like, what do these people do? Left unchecked. If they, found, yeah. this is the solution they found and they were led to. Yeah. You know, it's it's very similar to yeah. the Joker in that way. Yeah, kind of. Like what happens when the outskirts of society don't get the support that they need? What happens when you have a bad enough day? Yeah. But yeah, it's at number five on my list just because there's some weird David Fincher things in this movie. There's some very weird just... I guess cinematography put into this movie where the screen vibrates for no reason and just it's it's, it's kind of fourth wally which is weird it takes me out of it it'll be better without it but it's still good I enjoy it the three Likewise. movies in high school that I've like put in this in, in this category where like people just loved mm-hmm. let's see if it's the same three for you guys okay Fight Club of course Boondock Saints Everyone talked about Boone yeah, yeah. Saints and mm-hmm. Donnie Darko. We're like the three. Donnie Darko definitely, oh. yeah. Yep. Uh, Boondock Saints was lesser for me. I saw that later in life. I think I don't think I saw that in high school. That was a DVD a... traded around many hands in my yeah. senior class. Okay. It was definitely a movie talked about to some extent, but not to the to the extent of the other two. The other two, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I will openly admit right now, I still dislike Donnie Darko. I've seen it once, and I don't. I, 
I don't remember how I feel about it. Once you There's re- a rabbit and Jake Gyllenhaal is all I remember. Once you realize... Donnie Darko, you need the subsequent literary material to go along with Donnie Darko to understand what's going on, which makes it dumb. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not a fan if, of that. But if you actually read History of Time Travel, which is the book Donnie reads during it, you understand so much more and you appreciate it a lot more. But if that's the case, advertise it so people know what the hell's going on. It's like you're yep. making a yeah. movie just to make it a cult movie. And yeah. I don't appreciate that. And sell a combo pack of the book and the movie. <laughs> I also feel that there's a lot of people out there, or maybe not necessarily as much anymore, but especially at the time, in real time, when the cool kids were hyping up and talking about how like deep and powerful and moving Donnie Darko was, they they didn't actually know. They were saying it, they certainly hadn't read that book. Like, they were saying it because know. other people were yeah. saying it. Because that's what you're supposed to say when, yes. wa- like, when talking about this movie. Yeah. So like it's like there's a lot of of fraudulence around it which sure again takes me out of it but yeah if you ever read it it's it's available online it's not that long read that then watch the movie you're like oh okay that's what's going on yeah <laughs> and it's kind of cool. get it now 15 years later pretty much longer than that <laughs> shit now yeah, I, I, forget will, when I saw it i will however admit that i'm a huge boondock saints fan i'm on the first one's great them. yeah i love that movie. second one sucks <laughs> i don't even acknowledge the second one yeah like, I, I, there was, you're right, there was no second Boondock Saints. Wait, I'm still waiting on that. Too many years I wish. I just so wish it would it, it would have been what I wanted it to be. I wanted a one and done. I was fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. If, it, if the movie had just ended, had like an ending, and not like left it open for a second one, it would have been better. Mm-hmm. But this isn't a Boondock Saints podcast. Not. Unfortunately, not yet. <laughs> one day. Yeah. Matt, what's your number four? Inglorious Bastards. Joe. Table it. Okay. Okay. Joe, what's uh, your my number no- four? My number four is the slight table from earlier, seven. Yep, yep. We are just trading blows here, baby. Simpatico so far. Seven is a very good movie. It's also a David Fincher. Yes, I had it is. two David Finchers in a row. This one, I think, is a slightly better movie than Fight Club because it's easier to follow. I agree with that. And it's uh, Brad Pitt in a, I'm going to say, much more wholesome role, as he's the hero instead of a lunatic. Mm-hmm. And I know Kevin Spacey wouldn't really like to talk about much, but he's really good in this movie, as is Morgan Freeman. Yes, they are. It, it, it's a very, very solid movie all around. Yeah, it's, it's exactly what I want these types of movies to be. Like, suspense thriller like that's really what this is right spence thriller we wouldn't call it a horror movie right no so uh, i mean it, it almost borders on it because of how creepy kevin spacey is and because of like the grotesque nature of what oh, we're yeah, yeah, that. witnessing but yeah i i, I still think i kind of look at it as like a suspense like a detective suspense movie this is exactly like the imagery i want to see the it's the raining all the time you know oh, it's they're so, tropey. It's so gloomy yeah like it's tropey as hell but like I kind of like that about this movie. I kind of think that's one of the things that makes it endearing to me. It was one of the first ones to do this, though, from from what I what I know. Do what of the genre like the 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 tone and the the doom and gloom about it. Like I feel like after this movie came out, a bunch of movies did it. Copied it more. Okay. I don't know how many more movies did it before Seven came out. Sure, sure. Yeah, I guess so. But I just think like if you go like if you think back to like old timey like. 1920s investigation movies, 1930, 40 investigation movies, like that's what you're looking at. Well, that's Darks, yeah, like the, the dark, noir rainy style. city. Yeah, like the noir yeah, yeah, yeah. style. Okay, that's I guess the that's word. fair. Thank you. This is like an updated noir, then. I yes. guess seven kind of. Yeah. That's a fair assessment. Yeah, that's probably how I should have stated it off the top. Um. So yeah, seven. It's a good movie. It's. What's the first thing you think of when you think of seven? What's, What's in the, the box? box? That's, what, that's why it doesn't make my list. <laughs> that's, that's fair. But to be fair, it's Brad Pitt saying that line. It is Brad Pitt saying that line. It, it, that's, that's the meme, right? This is a meme movie. Yes. And that's, Unfortunately. Yes, I'm, right? Memes it's, weren't around when this movie came out. Come on. Without that, that one line, it. It is does it today. make your list? Probably. But okay. it's not the one line. It's that that whole scene, man. It's, 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 it's very... I'm saying, if the... If, Go ahead. It doesn't. 
for his performance, because he's kind of like straight laced throughout, and he's like the rougher of the two detectives. He just goes a little too far over the top, and it's just that it just that part takes me out of it so much, and that's just like the first thing I think of. So that was my original number five, and I was kind of like okay. back and forth the whole week, and then I like Floyd more. So I mean. <laughs> If based on the two movies, I think seven. I, I like seven more, but I'm for like a Brad Pitt performance. It just it takes me out of it so much that 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 part at the end. Okay. For that reason, I mean, I get it. I can, mm-hmm. I can make the argument that that's the moment when his character finally snaps under all the pressure and weight he's been under. And you're a thousand percent he correct. Just, yeah, he just found out his wife died, so mm-hmm. I don't know how I react. He just in that found situation. out he was going to have a baby, and that the yeah. baby is dead too. Like that's like there's. It's it's a lot, it, there, but there is a there is a sense of overacting because he has been, yeah, he has like an anger like an angry fit to him, like an angry edge to him throughout the movie. But like, if he, he just, still acted like pretty even keel until that moment, and then it's a little overacting. If he me. just looks up into the sky and screams, no one talks about what's in the box. It doesn't become a meme. It's not the first thing you think of like when you see the movie, and that's it. We're done with it. Seven probably. I mean, it might be that could be our, that could be our new Shawshank slash Darth Vader. No. Well, yeah, fine, but like those are two like iconic characters, like that are you know you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I just feel it's a poor the David Mills. What's in the box? Yeah, not a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to open like. A weird store or have like a weird website. What's in the <laughs> just box? things in boxes. Just ship, ship. Like you can order oh any God. box and you just ship random stuff to people. Yeah. I, I refuse to accept that that's not a thing already. Yeah, somebody's it's called, gotta be doing that. It's called the dark web. And uh, yeah, stay with Oh, uh, well, that. then never mind. I don't, <laughs> yeah, don't want to start that business. Let's be careful. We're treading in some weird waters now. <laughs> You're talking about the, uh, the second Unfriended movie, right? Yes. Exactly. Okay. There are YouTube videos where people order mystery boxes off the dark web. 90% of them are bullshit. But, yeah, you buy it from through Bitcoin, and then they open up weird yeah. stuff, and it's just, it's just not a What about Loot Crate? Like, mystery boxes. <laughs> That's a Wholesome thing. mystery boxes. HelloFresh. You don't know what food you're getting. You do. You do. At least you should. A thousand percent. Can you, you imagine if <laughs> yeah, there was, like, like, a, like, a button at the just bottom of, like, a HelloFresh? That's what I want. I want HelloFresh to add a little button at checkout to be what. Like just say what's in the box and it just sends you a, a, like a random meal. It's like chopped. You don't know your ingredients till you open it. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Chopped was inspired by David Fincher's Seven. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's boy. my number four. Right. Seven. Uh, yeah, Corey, what's your number three? The again slightest table from earlier in Glorious Bastards. Okay. Yeah, that bubbled for me. Okay. Uh. I enjoy World War II movies. I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, history, World War II, really, really good movies, generally speaking. Uh, and this takes that concept and that genre, kind of turns it on its head, makes it an alternative history. And Quentin Tarantino's been doing a lot of these alternative histories recently. I think kind of started, I think Inglorious Bastards may have been the first one. Uh, but I fucking love them. I love these alternative histories. Uh, and this is no exception. Um, Brad Pitt is good in it. Christoph Waltz is incredible in it. It's yeah. violent. It's gory. It's it's intense. It's an intense movie. It's an intense ride from start to finish, and it's a fun watch. It might not be the best movie on the planet, but it's a fun watch. Like I'll never not have fun watching this movie. It's a very good movie. Brad Pitt. He's he's your main takeaway. I feel he's the most memorable character, Lieutenant Aldo Rain. With How about his, the bear Jew, he's part he's part, he's part well, of the bastards. It. I mean, <laughs> um, just like the, their whole the, the bastards, they go around killing Nazis. It's what they do, and they they're very good at it. And uh, they're they're a bunch of colorful characters carrying this out. Um, the Tarant- for the Tarantino universe, it, it fits perfectly. It's it's his style. It's you can make an argument this is the best one. I don't agree with it, but if, you, if that's your take. I don't think so. It's, it's sort of like Pixar in that way, where I feel there's like seven yeah, there's like Pixar six, movies yeah, yeah. that are like, yeah. could be your number one. If it is, cool. I like this one a lot. Yeah. So, um, But I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's it's Tarantino's best movie, though. I'm with no. you on that Top one. three or four? Five? Probably. Maybe. <laughs> He's very good at what he does. <laughs> we might we might visit this in the future. We yeah. could. We could. Um, yeah. I love his... I almost picked... His um, 
him do an Italian accent to be my opening line if someone oh else, my god someone else Arriva C or or correcto <laughs> Gorlami because <laughs> he th- speaks the third best Italian of the third of the, the, the I think group. that that's that that exchange is the payoff I wanted in this movie though when he's like I speak the best Italian so I'm third gonna go best. with her was he the third best he was no, the third Brad Pitt was the I thought Brad Pitt was the first best no 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 I think. So the guy who's who's actually fluent in Italian is shot. Right. So he can't go. Yeah. And then, is there a second person that... There's, there's three guys. There's three one guys. Of them, one of them can only say his name. Something yeah. to Dominic Coco. Dominic DeCoco. Yeah, Dominic DeCoco. <laughs> Dominic DeCoco. <laughs> Dominic DeCoco. <laughs> yeah. And that's... With the, with the hand movement. Yeah. <laughs> that, actor, that actor is the guy who did, um... Fuck, uh... Shit. Uh, uh... Hostel. Okay. Oh, the guy who directed it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't I actually looked him up for this. I can't remember his name either. Uh, Eli Roth? Yes. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, I, I, th- I thought Alderaan was the second. Because you, like, so you think he's, like, going to be passable at Italian? Yeah, no. <laughs> and he's not. Enzo he's Gorlami. Not yeah, he says it in his southern drawl, whatever the hell he has. So it's... Arriva Dirce. Yep, so good. <laughs> so oh, the other uh, the the other ones the scene where uh, what's his name Christoph Waltz is just having him say his name. Yes, and he's just laugh- yeah. Margarete. <laughs> and Christoph Waltz is laughing his ass off. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, very good movie. This yeah, is another good. one of those movies too, especially with this list where it was like, where do you put it on the list? Because he's like, I remember Brad Pitt with this movie, but he's not in it as much as other people. I feel. Well, in a Tarantino it's movie, the most often. like it's usually split. There's usually yeah. a bunch of things going on that tie it's in at the ensemble. end. Very ensemble, yeah. So yeah. he's in it enough. He definitely is. I, I firmly yeah. agree. It was a tough cut for me. I can see that for sure. Sure. All right, that was Corey's number three. Yep. What's your number three, Matt? My number three is Fury. Uh, That's a bubble table. for me. Table? Slight table, wow, yeah. Wow, okay, cool. Yep, yep. Bubbled for me. I was really hoping I was going to be able to squeeze it in. Okay. These things happen. All right, my number three, I'm just going to tee up Matt. I assume we're tabling. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, we're going to table that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Corey, what's your number two Brad Pitt movie? Uh, hold on, I have to rewrite my list real quick. Did oh, you did you forget that, that one? one? I did. Uh-oh. Someone else had an oops moment. Yay. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm going to... I got this. Okay. Uh, number two is going to be Moneyball. That is Table. my... That's my number two. So, Joe... Well, Corey, did anything change on your list? Like yep. the bottom three? Nope. Okay. Nope. I, I'm, I'm deciding that instead of taking out the bottom three, I'm just removing my number two. What was your... No. Your rules are crazy. Yeah, I know. It's insane. <laughs> Insanity. <laughs> it goes from your second favorite movie to off the list. <laughs> I, I can't do anything about it. All right. All right. Well, so you hold can, on. but it's fine. Moneyball is number, my number two. Yes. It's still a table. Table. So it yes. brings up to your number two. My number two. Which yes. is? Which is Fury. Fury. Okay. That's where yes. we're at. <laughs> <laughs> Fury is kind of amazing. It's really good. It's, it's, it's so highly good. underrated. It yes. is. I would argue criminally underrated. I think this is one of those movies that should, under no circumstances, be underrated, and it is, and I hate it. It's I hate the fact yeah. that I have to talk people into watching this movie. Like, I shouldn't need to. Yeah. It's a, it's it, a tank movie that's got six well-known people in it, basically, and they're all so good in it. They're incredible as a group. The only... Yeah. Yes. I don't remember who plays, like, our main character. Like, he, I think... Uh, Logan Lerman? Yeah, yeah, but I feel right. he's, like, the least... Um, well, he's the he's the youngest. He's yes. in the, the least things. Right. Yeah. He's in the least. But what I'm saying is, out of all the characters in the tank, because we're it's like like a, a tank mm-hmm. group, so to speak, he's like the least interesting to me. But he's like our main, so we're like seeing it through his eyes, and I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. 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 I I love that about this movie. Uh, Brad Pitt is our fearless leader. I forgot a mm-hmm. character's name in this. It's War Daddy. War oh, that's Daddy. His nickname anyway. Yeah. It's, it's Don. Collier is War Daddy. Okay, it's War Daddy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's way more interesting. I think I, as a Brad Pitt movie for like his character, 
I love how the movie kind of examines his like moral code or his like wartime code, so to speak. Yeah. Like it's war is hell. War war is hell. I mean he struggles to shoot that prisoner of war like he's like going back and forth on it the scene in the in the um in the house with with the two women like he's like treating them with respect while yep. everyone else is not and, and then the eggs with the, with the eggs he's, he's, st- he's still a very gracious person like yeah kind and it is it's considerate person and for, for what they're all going through you don't blame the character for straying off that path but you no. respect them even more for like sticking to it so very good performance by him. Yeah, I don't want to give too much of Fury away, but just like I would highly recommend if you haven't seen Fury, watch it. Yeah. It's really good. One aspect of it I don't like, the tracer bullet. Mm-hmm. Cause th- I'm trying to remember that. Well, the tracer bullets is like every third or fourth round was like essentially phosphorus, so it like showed you where you were aiming. It lit up at oh. night. So yeah, it, okay. looks, it looks yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Star Wars battle in one scene. There's <laughs> red bullets and green bullets flying flying at each other. <laughs> and it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> I don't know how accurate that is. Like that's a that's a blind spot in my in my history. Like I don't know how real tracers were. I, I know there are such thing as tracer bullets back then, but I don't think they would light up that much. I think they definitely just, not. They just definitely not did it for like you know to make the movie more aesthetically pleasing. I is, is my guess, but that's the one thing that kind of like wow. What, what I don't think. Here? Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's a line in it that says that once, like, they tell you, like, how many of them are tracers. Like, one every seven bullets is a tracer or some shit like that. Which, like, makes it so that, like, that scene is even believable in the first place. Mm -hmm. But there's no way in real time that they would waste one in every seven bullets with a bullet that wasn't going to hit anything. Like, there's no way that that would have happened. It's a light show, man. Their their bullets are flying. (laughs) The rest of the crew in in that tank is, oh, Jesus, they're so good. Yeah, John Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, Michael Pena, probably yeah. one of one of his underrated roles too. It's a serious Absolutely. role for him. Yeah, yeah, well, that's why it's underrated. Like you don't think of him as the guy that's in Fury, but goddamn, does he nail that role? I like he, he has one good line in that with um, our main character who becomes the machine later on, which is a great scene, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's dead people on the ground, and Michael Pena is telling him to shoot the dead. And he goes, why? They're already dead. It's just a waste. And he's like, are you a doctor? Are you going out there and examining them? It's like, yeah, it's a good point. They could be just like hiding yep. out, ready to jump up. It's like the things you don't think about. Very true. Yeah, my favorite fun fact about Fury is that Shia LaBeouf didn't brush his teeth for like a month to simulate what it would be like if he actually lived in a tank with these guys. Didn't he also <laughs> remove a tooth with pliers? Yeah, he did. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's very method. Like, too method. That's too method for me. <laughs> Like, removing Daniel a tooth is borderline two method, but like shit. Removing a tooth that's that crosses the line. But yeah. Russell Crowe, when he played James Braddock in um, Cinderella Man, he didn't brush his teeth either because he said toothpaste was not a luxury people through going through the Great Depression could afford, which is right. But if you're gonna have to make out with um, Renee Zellweger, I'm Poor sure Renee she Zellweger. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Also, you're like ruining your own teeth forever, maybe. Well, so you know he's got money. Yeah, I guess. Brushes, I guess he's got money. Brush his teeth with some hundreds. <laughs> Brushing his teeth with gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Fury, my number two. Uh, See it. Yeah, it's it's very good. I'm all screwed yeah. up here now. I have no idea what's going to happen, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward. I, to I it. assume <laughs> you and Corey now have the same number one. Probably, but I want to know what. Yes, Corey, what's your number one? <laughs> My number one is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's yep. my that's my number one as well, Corey. No way. Yep. <laughs> I never said my number two. That was the thing. You said it. You, it was. You said, you said it was Moneyball. You said it was Moneyball. It is now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I never said my original number two. Got it. Okay. Oh. Yeah. 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 All right. So that's where I'm. That's right. Okay. Yep. So I guess tell us at the end. Yep. Yeah. I'll tell you. Okay. I'm sure you guys can probably guess it at this point. It's an oceans movie, right? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Which is why I'm okay with taking it off. It's not. It was on there for me, not necessarily because it was... These other two movies belong on it more than Ocean's Eleven does. Of the rest of your five, I feel you've made the right choice. Yeah, I don't disagree. Ocean's Eleven is on there for rewatchability and for me. These two movies belong on that list. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how that hit a blind spot. I've watched that movie like three times since it came out. Like I fucking love that movie. It's because there's so many people in that movie. Oh, so many. It's... 
Let's I, talk about it, guys. You can make the argument he's the lead. He, you certainly can. I think so. He, I, I think he I, might I be in it the most. Probably. Yeah. He wins Best Support. It's his first Oscar. He wins Best Supporting Actor for this at the Academy Awards. I guess it's true to the character that he would be the support, right? Because he's yeah. supporting he's literally Leo, the support. right? He's yeah. literally supporting <laughs> the lead. So, um, yeah, It's his best performance, I, bar none. I, I love Moneyball. Don't get me wrong. I, Moneyball might be the more rewatchable movie for me. However... His he's electric the entire he's time so he's on, yeah. on screen. What, I agree. No matter what he's doing, like you can have that great epic moment at the end with with uh, everything going on with the intruders, him uh, at Spawn Ranch interacting with all the hippies, or just him talking just to him feeding his dog. Exactly, it's just so whatever he's yep. doing, you're like glued to it. You're at the edge of your yeah. seat. And that's a long movie that doesn't drag mm-hmm. whatsoever, in my opinion. It's it's perfect, and he is the best part of it. What's like two yeah. forty? Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. two forty. There, like, I'm so torn between whether or not I think that what he does at what you could say it was called Spawn Ranch. Spawn Ranch. Yeah, I'm so torn between whether or not like his interaction with the people at Spawn Ranch or his first interaction with his dog is a better, is, is better. I, I, you could tomorrow. I may say the other, like every day I could switch back and forth, but like his conversation with his dog, the first time you meet him, what did I just say? Sit down. Like, so hyster- like he's talking to the dog. Like it's another person in the house. And I love that. Don't give me that shit. I think that's the line, right? Don't don't give me any of your shit or something like that. I enjoy him picking up the hitchhiker. That's a great scene, too. Just the dialogue in this movie, the back and forth. Because there's not a lot going on until the end, but it's okay. You, yeah. know, you know what I mean? It's it's just a relatively actionless Quentin Tarantino movie. Sure. and Until the end, yeah, yeah. Until the, the end. And this, uh, they took a lot of heat for the um, the Bruce Lee scene. I love that. Scene. I love that scene so much too, and I took it as it's it's Brad Pitt's character remembering it. So it's probably skewed anyway because he's making himself out to be better. That's what we do in our memories. We make ourselves oh, yeah. out to be better than we actually are. So it's like it probably didn't go down that way, but it's being told from his perspective. So yes, it did for 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 all intents and purposes, it did. You know what I mean? That's how he remembers it. <laughs> exactly. And, Perfect. Yeah. And Bruce and Bruce isn't around to say otherwise, so there it is. It's interesting they never they never touch on like the the comment about his wife, whether he actually whether he like killed yeah. her or not. Like they never even visit that. It's nope. just like almost a throwaway line. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I love it though. I mean, yeah, I don't want to say it's a fantastic movie. I don't want to say too much about it too because it's still relatively new, and yeah, I feel. Sure. People shy away from it because of their runtime. Just, just don't. Just go, oh, just yeah. go, go for it. <laughs> but this it's, also falls it's worth just the trip. Yeah, absolutely. And this falls right in line with what I was just saying about Inglorious Bastards too. An alternate history. It, it's yes. taking something that actually happened and altering it slightly. And like, there's there are people out there who like Tarantino and study Tarantino way more than I ever will, who have actually like plotted out. Like an alternate universe, like where like Inglorious Bastards happened, and this is like the reverberating effects of it, and all of Quentin Tarantino's movies after are an effect of growing up in a more violent society because of how Hitler died. The Tarantino verse. Well, it's literally the Tarantino verse. I guess that There's... would start with Django, then, right? Yes, like correct. In history, then it would go mm-hmm. into Hateful Eight. Yep. Then it would go into. Bastards, Bastards, and then Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, the the, reason. Yeah, the once would be the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then this is like the most recent of this this alternative history where like things are a little more violent than they would be otherwise, and the reason for it was because of the more violent history that has happened. Yeah, and it's also it's titled Once Upon a Time. It's a story, right? I mean, Yeah. yeah. Take the title for like what it is. Like, that was another big thing. Like, oh, it's very inaccurate. But it's not supposed to. It's not. A, it's not a documentary. No it's... one claimed that this was based on actual events. Exactly. It's... He didn't have the flamethrower. Probably not. I'm not. I'm not going to say too much about that. But if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. 
just touched on the flamethrower, not the ending part, but when you see sure. Leo like shoot the flamethrower, yeah. and he goes, "Oh, this is hot. Is there any way we could like turn that down?" That's not scripted. That's Leonardo DiCaprio saying this is way too hot for, yeah, him, yeah. for him to, and they just yeah. left it in because it fit. Because it's a really dumb thing to say. <laughs> Can we turn this down? <laughs> yeah, love it. Look at Leo improvin. You know, I agree with you. That's it's probably Brad Pitt's best acting. Mm-hmm. It's just not my favorite movie that he's in, but which it's is very close. <laughs> which is my number one movie is Moneyball. We ta- already tabled from. Surprise, feel. surprise. <laughs> it used to be my favorite movie, so why would it not be my number one on the Brad Pitt list? Moneyball is excellent, Joe. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk like all about Moneyball all the time because if you listen to our baseball episode, which came out before this. You hear all about Moneyball, but it's it's a captivating movie about Brad Pitt playing Billy Bean, the general manager of the Oakland A's. He's got to put together a team with a small budget, maybe the smallest budget in the MLB, I believe. Yeah, that's what it yeah. sounds like. That's certainly that's certainly what he alludes to in one of those. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if in, in 2002 it was. It's certainly bottom five, but mm-hmm. for the purposes of the movie, yeah, it's the smallest. Yep. Obviously, again, uh, not completely accurate. No. But it's a movie, and it's incredibly interesting. And for someone who's just really interested in that side of sports, like me, and like the two of you guys, we really like that movie here. We do. There's, I mean, there's something special to be said about a, a sports movie where next to no sports are being played. Like, we see very little baseball actually being played. Yeah, it's really just one scene in an actual game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I will say this. I love Moneyball. I read the book. It, it's, 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 it's cool that this, like, actually happened. I do feel it has contributed to the lack of excitement in baseball today. I feel... <laughs> like, really? Like, the, the, the sabermetric side, popularizing it like this... And then I feel major league executives today that are running ball clubs or like are in the analytics department are relatively young people. And I feel like you've read this, they saw this, they said, this is how it's done. And now we get no base stealing and no bunting and, and growing up, that was like the fun part of baseball. It, the numbers tell you not to do it. So teams don't do it anymore. So now we get home runs and strikeouts. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you get on first. Of, it's like the exact opposite of like how like analytics have affected football. Where, like, now, like, if you're, like, you know, if you're within the, tw- if you're fourth and two inside their 20, you go for it. You don't kick a field the goal. Number, like, yeah, the numbers yeah, tell the, you to go for it more. It yeah, makes so it a like, more, more exciting product. Exactly. It, yeah, it's, it's the exact opposite. Exactly. Right. But, like, for, for, for this, it's like, no, 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 no. You, you, don't, you don't bunt. You don't steal. You, you don't do any of this. And uh, it's, I don't... F- I feel that's not what like Abner Doubleday had in mind when he created this game. He didn't think that home runs were like not a thing back then. You know, they became popularized at Babe Ruth in the twenties, right? So, I guess more and more people can do it as like humans have gotten stronger and their reflexes have gotten quicker and all. But like, this has contributed to the shift, which I hate. I hate the shift. <laughs> I do hate the shift so it, much. Right, because as a Philadelphia Phillies fan, I have been affected by the shift. During like the heart of when my team was good, <laughs> negatively. Not a fan of the shift, and I like yeah because saber metrics happen in that in the and analytics, and that contributed to defensive metrics, which weren't yeah. a thing. But the, but saber metrics evolved into defensive metrics, and now yeah, there's no rule against a shift. Like baseball's kind of like evolving right now. It's in a weird period, and it's it's it's, it's uh, Moneyball has definitely contributed to that. However, the movie's great. Yeah, the movie is I great. Heard, not that not that we want to stay on this topic much longer, but I did hear somewhere watching a game recently that MLB is considering a rule that would like limit the amount of people that you can shift. Like you have to leave somebody on like the side like the side of the field. Yeah, I've heard that. I heard that that like might be a thing coming up, but it would be instituted in the minor leagues and brought up to the major leagues. This is kind yeah. of how they're doing. But there are a couple of rules changes coming up that. Again, this all started with that book by Michael Lewis. <laughs> that turned into quite an incredible movie. It was an sure incredible did. movie. Sure did. But yeah, your 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 concerns are warranted. <laughs> <laughs> and those are our Brad Pitt movie lists. 
Bubbles. Honorable mentions. What do we got? Uh, for me, I had Fury as my bubble. Um, I couldn't figure out where to fit it because I did want to have Fury. Didn't feel right, super low, and I, I needed. I, I just liked my list the way it was. I, I'm not defending myself anymore. Uh, the Big Short was my other bubble. Okay. Big Short. And your third bubble, Ocean's Eleven. I'm guessing. I guess so. Yeah, Ocean's Eleven. I bubbled Ocean's Eleven as well, and my other bubble was Sleepers. Haven't seen that one. Sleeper is it's a it's about kids growing up in Hell's Kitchen that do something stupid and they get Daredevil? sent they get sent to a uh, juvenile home where they're like abused by the guards and then oh. as after they get out they see the guard in like a public place and they kill him and they go on trial for this murder and Brad Pitt who was one of the kids is the lawyer defending them and this whole like conspiracy cover up thing going on it's it's pretty good i like it. cool okay. my bubbles were uh, oceans 11 also and glorious bastards like i said and my super secret bubble deadpool 2 <laughs> yeah i figured someone was going to bring that up <laughs> yeah it had to had to be discussed obviously can't make the list but no <sighs> all right all right, so that is our top five round. What comes up next is the madness round, where all five of, of the movies on each of our lists get put onto a wheel on Matt's phone. He spins it, hopefully with the volume off this time. And then whatever slice comes up is the first movie on the list. And we do that until we have five. We each have protected a movie on our lists, and we each are given a veto. So if a movie gets spun that we don't want to make the list, we can use our veto. And if the person didn't protect that spot, then it stays. If they did protect that spot, our veto's canceled, and the movie stays. I think I said that you right. You nailed it, yeah. Okay, yep. cool. I'm just looking at if any veto. There were so many words. I think I'm the only one that has one that would be vetoed, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be... I know what one you're thinking of. I think this is going to be relatively straightforward. I do. There's a lot of commonality, so... I'm I think not... it's... I think we... I mean, I know yeah. it, every one of the movies on my list has commonality with somebody. Now, the question is, did I use my protects? Let's see. <laughs> do, do you feel lucky, punk? <laughs> did you pull a me and protect your number, number five. five movie? Let's see. Well, I'll go ahead and spin. Yeah, please do that. Corey, five. Seven. Cool. Okay, yeah. Do, 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 do. Got a mat two, which is Moneyball. Absolutely okay with that one. All right. And it's number one potential. Uh, you got a mat three, which is Fury. Three. Yeah, let that lie. Next spin. I feel like I'm trying to banter during this because there's a lot of dead air. So. <laughs> Matt We're five. We're on the edge of our seat. Matt five, true romance. True romance. Do we want to do this? Yeah, you know what? I, I'm not going to veto anything else that's out there, so veto. I guess it's warranted. Fair. Okay, it's vetoed. Matt's like, I protected it. I was like, I also use my veto. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. I just felt like throwing it on there, but the other movies are way better. I they are. With that. Yeah, the ones I mean, I haven't seen True left. Romance, but I'm sure it's good. Joe 4, which is 7. 7, so spin again. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we still need two more. We do. Corey 2, Moneyball, spin again. Spin again. Going to be doing that a lot. It's looking like, yeah. Joe 3, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Now that we're talking. Okay. So we got one more to go. One more to go. Fight Club or Fury? I think that's... No, Fury's on there. Fury's on there? Okay. I think Glorious Bastards or Fight Club. The 50-50. Joe 1. Moneyball. Spin again. Corey I had to look at my list like I didn't Corey know. 3. Inglorious Bastards. Right on. Good, Joe? I'm good. Okay. It would be very greedy of me to veto to try to get my entire list. You, you could try it. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
right. I, I mean, I'm at four or five with a bubble making yeah, it so five or seven. So, like, yep. I'm not upset. Me either. So, Once Upon a Time is a one-one-three. I think that's a clear-cut one. I, there, I right? think that's the one over money ball. So, yeah. one-one-three versus a one-two-two. 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 I, I, my opinion, my list reflects it. I think it's it's the number one yeah. here with money yeah, ball no, being I, number two. I'm not yes. gonna fight you on that. Cool. Purely, even if you wanted to do purely just based on acting performance, although he got nominated for the act, best actor for Moneyball, mm-hmm. he's better in Once Upon a Time. Supporting yeah. actor is easier to win than actor, I would admit too. So, like, he's very good in both. Movies. Yeah, yeah. No, he is, but like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that like someone else could play Cliff Booth as opposed to someone else could probably have gotten close to Billy Bean. Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Uh, maybe someone better than Josh Hartnett. Ooh, be careful. <laughs> we're, tiptoeing, we're tiptoeing down an old road, guys. We are. I've appreciated Brad Pitt more since I've met you guys. I will I will say that. Yeah, you were you were more down on him. I was anti-Pitt. You were. Mm-hmm. Made to help you see time. the light. All right, what else we got? Sorry. Uh, Fury, Bastards, and Seven. I, I would... Fury's not on my list of bubble for me, but I still think it should probably go at three. Yeah, Fur- Furious is three two nothing. Inglorious Bastards is a three four bubble. And oh, then... Fury's a bubble for me too. So it's okay. It's... So two three bubble, three four bubble, and then seven is a four five nothing. Nothing. So seven should be five. Oh, so seven should be five. Yeah, yeah, seven is my five. I'm not gonna fight and that. I'm, and I'm actually writing it the correct way with the number. With the seven. There. With the number seven. Yeah. Yes. Fun fact: I did the same thing. So did I. <laughs> That's the <laughs> way you so do. We're so cool, guys. We're That's the coolest. The way, no one's gonna see it. That's the way you do it. No, that's for us. All right, so then it's down to Fury and Bastards. I have Fury higher than Bastards. Joe, where do you have Fury? I have Fury at two. Okay. So I, f- I like Fury at three anyways. Okay. Yeah. okay, yeah, that works for me. Fury. Fury and then Bastards at four. Inglorious. I spelled that. Solid list. Yeah, no issues here. I'm glad Bastards made it over Fight Club, just for my own edification. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, want me to read it off? Please. Top five Brad Pitt movies according to us: number five, Seven; number four, Inglorious Bastards; number three, Fury; number two, Moneyball; and the number one Brad Pitt movie: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I love it. Hell of a list. I love yeah. it. Hell I love of a too. list. Great. No issues yep. here. Very solid. And now the usual segment where I read someone's list of top five Brad Pitt movies will be replaced by me reading the top five Brad Pitt movies from the website Ranker. <laughs> uh, we go five, you know, we'll go five to one like normal. So yep, yep, yep. according to Ranker, number five is Snatch. That's a movie that slipped through the cracks for me. I've yeah. never seen it. I've definitely seen it, and and he's good. He's fun in it. I get the feeling I, he's I like not in that. it that much either. It's kind of like a true romance. No, he's thing. he's definitely a um, supporting. Yeah, he's definitely like a like he's like a um, a quirky side bit okay. throughout the movie. It's an important. It like becomes a very important like linchpin, but. Those are kind of how the, the like heist movies work, right? The quirky thing that you're not thinking is going to be a big deal turns out to be. He's like an Irish That's, guy in this too, right? And he's kind of hard he's to He's a gypsy. Spend. Yeah, he's like a gypsy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like a gypsy boxer, like bare knuckle boxer. You guys are going to be upset by number four. It's Once, Once Upon a Time, time in Hollywood. <laughs> Way too low. It's aggressively low. It's also his like newest movie, right? Right? Uh, so, or close to it. So, yeah. people probably haven't upvoted it as much as they should. <laughs> Not a lot of people years. have visited the page. Uh, number three is Inglorious Bastards. Fine with it. Number two is seven. Okay. Number one is Fight Club. Makes sense. Yeah. Popular opinion. Makes yeah. all the sense in the world. A lot, of, a lot of people from high school were voting on this ranker page. Other ones I was considering, uh, Interview with the Vampire. Um, there's a movie called The Devil's Own that I think he's really good in. Not a fan of Meet Joe Black. I've never seen it. I actually, fun fact, I have that DVD sitting from when I had Netflix DVDs still in my house. Okay. Have yet to send it back or watch it. <laughs> um, also, not a fan of Benjamin Button. 
I was I I wanted to be a fan of Benjamin Button. I watched it and I was like, I'm not sure that I like it. Gave it a few weeks and watched it again and was like, nope, I definitely don't. Which is a shame because I thought I was going to really enjoy that movie. It seems like a movie that's in my wheelhouse, and it didn't. It just didn't work out for me. I enjoy weird. That was too weird. It definitely seems weird <laughs> from what I know about it. There's like a moment in the quote-unquote middle of the movie. And by middle, I mean like the middle Act of his two? life. Oh. It's, I mean the it, middle is always going to be the middle. Oh, yeah, whether true. it's in order or yeah. not. No, no, but like you see more of the start of his life and then like yeah. you skip huge chunks. Mm-hmm. So what would be like the middle of his life that was like a really good powerful moment and it's like it's just overshadowed by not so much on the front end and kind of a weird end and that's kind of like what like it's like if the whole movie was like this it would have been a much better movie but not what we got so i also threw world war z on my like initial like let me take a let me take a a, a second to think about this movie most people do not like it. I thought it was a pretty solid zombie flick. I can see sleep. Yeah. You fell asleep I, watching yeah. it? Yeah. I couldn't get into that one at all. Yeah. I wanted to get into it. And that's another one where, like, everyone complained that the book was so drastically different. And I don't know. Welcome to. I welcome didn't know the, there was a book, but I'm not Book surprised. adaptations, man. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm so tired. I'm they, just so they got tired. Two hours that, to fit a yeah. book. I'm so tired of that. that complaint like i i never i've never once had it to a point where i'm like yes you shouldn't have made this because the book was that much better like n- never never once aragon i i, <laughs> I, I also don't subscri- <laughs> i don't subscribe to the theory that uh the book is always better because it's not i definitely the don't. book is always different yeah, yeah but some people I think that's a statement but that but that's a common thing people say is oh the book's always better no it's not see draws the 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 Joss book is like it's the same story, but like they add so much unnecessary crap in the book that the movie yeah. takes out respectively. <sighs> I mean, I read I, this isn't a fair comparison because I read the Harry Potter books well after I started watching the movies. Mm-hmm. But when I went back as like an older person, like uh, going into Deathly Hollows Part Two is when I started reading the books. Like I never read the books as a kid. Okay. I read them. I read them as an adult. Going back and reading them, I was like, "Yeah, they're different, but nothing that happened, like nothing that I don't feel like anything they took out of the books was worth keeping in." I, I would disagree for me. with the Harry I know most people series. would. Yeah. I definitely enjoy the books do. more than the movies with that, and it's not yeah. like me saying that. It's just like parts of the last two movies are like boring. Well, the, that's actually honestly that's where <laughs> that's where the problem comes in is like. The things that they took out in the movies leading up to the last two movies, they couldn't they couldn't have those moments in the final movies because they hadn't they yeah, hadn't yeah. given them to us earlier, like that like it, like they shot themselves in the foot at the end because of it. The first half of the seventh book is boring and depressing, also. Yeah. So I felt the movie captured that well. <laughs> I guess yes, it did. Yes, it I, did. I guess that's a fair point. So maybe it's <laughs> it's very accurately done. But the, but the main thing with the, with the Harry Potters is Peeves, right? Peeves was like the best character in the first one. He's one of the best characters in the first one, and they had storyboards for him and just chose not to like put him in, and he's prominent throughout the series. And it's like we're never gonna get this amazing character, the Poltergeist in Hogwarts. It's a was, damn shame. Did we? Could we not get who? Who was it? It was um. Uh. uh John Cleese, right? Is who played him in the first movie? Peeves is not in the first movie. Oh no, we don't get Peeves at all. I'm thinking no. nearly headless Nick. I'm thinking nearly headless. He's Nick. he's in one and two, and I, yeah. he and he's floating around in the other ones, but but he's pretty. Pro- he, he, we hear we hear about him a lot throughout the book series too. Early on, we don't get yeah, early we don't on. get nearly as much of him as we should. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they don't do the ghost justice in uh, the Harry Potter movies. Didn't have the CGI budget. I mean, they they, they wasted all their point. CGI money on other things, things like dragons Fair. and shit. What monsters? Yeah. So this was our Brad Pitt episode. <laughs> Weird. Uh, to finish on. Quick before we leave, what were you guys protect? Mine was Fury. I protected Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. All right. Good stuff. So thanks for joining us. If you want to hit us up on Twitter. 
either individually or as a group, let us know how right or wrong we were about Brad Pitt. Tell us your list about really anything. Uh, five Movie Madness at gmail.com or at Five Movie Madness on Twitter. Those use the number five. If you want to hit me up personally, I'm at Juice Clerk. I am at I am City Folk Soul. I am at MR underscore Janny, J A N N Y. That, that, was, that was probably the most seamlessly we worked social media plugging in yet. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're getting, getting the hang better. of it. We're getting, we're, the we're getting it. it. How many episodes in? Like 20 at this point. Something really? Whenever like you're hearing this. I don't know. Feels new still. It does. It definitely does feel new. Which is good. Yeah. New is always better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So next, next week there's going to be another episode. Enjoy that. <laughs> there will definitely be another one. Yes. That Let us know sure. about lists. And subscribe to us. Leave us reviews. All this fun stuff.